In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. Um, for today, I was thinking about this show and like trying to recall what passed before my eyes and that, that was an interesting experience. How'd that go? Yeah, that was an interesting experience. We'll, listeners will soon see why that was an interesting experience. But like in terms of what I might ask as an opening question, we actually were talking about a bit about this before in our production call. Um, I was like thinking back to the reality TV of the early 2000s and what that was like. And I was trying to think about like, <clears throat> aside from real world, which was kind of its whole own mm-hmm. thing, um, was there like an early days reality TV competition show that you remember especially liking? Um, you know, I will say the, those ones were not really my jam. Like, I, I guess the only one that I got into and only for like probably the first couple of seasons was like American Idol. Mm-hmm. And that's a little different, but, um... I really liked, I definitely, like, the first season of American Idol, I was, like, definitely uh, all in for. Yeah. But then, you know, so, yeah, I, and none of the other, I can't think of what other competition ones. I, I did, like, Road road Rules versus Real World. Oh, oh right. Those ones were fun. <laughs> the challenges, like, yes. And, yeah. And I kind of can't remember what Road Rules they did, like, on their own. Well, like, I can't remember what that show was. I think that was like, like having. It's like the same thing as real world, but they're like on a bus. Yeah. They were like in an (laughs) RV. They would drive around in an RV. Yeah. And I want to say that maybe road rules did have a bit of a, like a challenge, like a competitive element in it somehow. Like. Because real world yeah. was like you go to the house and then that's it. We just tape you there that's it. and like you know either it's interesting or it's not. But like that's what we're doing. But <laughs> road rules was I think they were like meant to go to certain places to do like physical challenge certain kind like, of things. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. So those ones were the ones I never really got into. I mean, I know the direction why you're asking the question based on the show. I was never into Survivor, really. Um, me again, maybe like the first season. Yeah, yeah. And then it became like the the for me the novelty wore off. Um, 
and it's still going. I mean, that show is literally like still on and people still watch it. I know. I think. Yeah, same as Big Brother um, remains some kind of like Yeah, that was another one I never got into. Yeah. I mean, I That one I don't understand. I th- yeah, I think for many of those ones, especially in those days, like cuz it was on network TV, everyone would watch like the first season of like whatever it was because it would be the first time such a thing existed and then you'd then and then after that only if you liked it would you continue to experience like to go on right um but yeah I don't like survivor wasn't really my jam I also I was trying I think I maybe even talked about this with mom recently once too where like I was remembering there was like that reality show that I want to say was even produced by Ashton Kutcher and it was like about how hot people had to also Punk? be nice. No, it wasn't, but it was in oh. the realm of that where it was like some group of however many good looking people are brought to a house and they're told, okay, you're gonna have these challenges. And like, so they'll sometimes like be told, like, okay, the challenge is you're gonna have this photo shoot and they all get like very vain and like whatever. But the real challenge is that they have to be nice to the people like doing their hair and makeup. And then, um, wow. yeah. And then the, and then like, it was really cleverly done because basically, like, that's all throughout the show, the people who are still, so they have weekly challenges and someone, and the person who loses, of course, gets taken off the show, but they don't, only the person who loses the challenge learns the real conceit of the show. So everyone knows. reason. Yeah. So everyone who's still in it doesn't know. Um, And the best Mm. part about the show is every week when whoever would get eliminated, they had their pictures hanging up in like a gallery with like fancy golden frame around this like glamour shot Uh of this person. And like a janitor would come in with a big, like trash can and take it down and throw the picture into the (laughs) trash can and then like turn out the lights and that was a great one yeah that's that's awesome I love that and I hate that all at the same time but (laughs) the there is really something very special about like late 90s early 2000s reality shows I don't think they exist the same way anymore. No. Or they've all kind of tended toward... I mean, even with all of them, with with a Real World too. after a certain amount of seasons, it was very clear they had this formula that they built. Right. We want the person who's this person. We want this right. character. We want this character. And it felt, you know, much more forced as opposed to the early seasons where it was like, whoa, this is like actually really awkward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or in, or in boring that are more real, real. Yeah, or it's just super yeah, boring. I, I guess I guess because that's right. we're just like all these people are doing is like these are just regular reading people. a book on a Saturday afternoon, being regular. and it's not interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the and I remember like I mean MTV had some crazy ones. I mean Real World I guess it was on MTV, but yeah. real, uh, MTV had like. Uh, room Raiders, they oh, had that. Right. Like, lots of weird dating Oh, yeah, ones. the one where it was called um, Singled Out. Next. I mean, I don't right. know if that counts. Wasn't but... Next also yeah, one? Yeah, Next. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one was horrible. Like that, And they were all mean. Like, they were all genuinely mean shows. Like, you could not be on those shows and be anything but, like, 
have model looks because you would be just eviscerated. Yeah. I mean, next, literally, someone could walk off of the bus and the person goes, next. Yeah. Like, you're, you you are ugly. Goodbye. You're a hideous like, blob. That would, Get out of here. <laughs> you are a beast. I never want to see your face again. It's just, I can't. I don't, I don't think those shows are all so bad. Like, there's other ones, too. Um. I mean, they weren't all bad like that, but I know, like, Pimp My Ride, remember that? Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> normal enough. I don't know if those count enough. as reality, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess reality is loose, but then now it's, the reality TV has all turned to, like, the housewives and right. uh, Vanderpump or whatever that right. bullshit is, like, um, all of that stuff, and that's way less interesting to me. Yeah, no, um, I don't, yeah, the thing of, like, we're going to follow this family, or we're going to do a deep dive onto this kind of weird business or like, um, and even like the competition shows, like I like, I like the idea of next in fashion and I've watched a bit of project runway and like drag race and all those things. And at the very least, those competitions don't feel quite as like negatively fueled as they've been like in the past. Yeah. Um, the competition, the competition ones might be okay. Like those ones might be because they've got that aspect of it. And like, for example, like a drag race, there is like a talent involved right. in there. That's like interesting. Um, but the other ones like, like Real Housewives, like Kardashians, like all that. I have no interest no. in following the lives of rich people and just watching them live their life in a lavish way. Like, woohoo. That's not interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, that makes me actively enraged now. Like, I can't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it actually. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. It doesn't seem fun in the. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound fun to me at all. No. Well, even if they were like the nicest rich people no, around. No, then like, I would. I, I don't I, I would don't despise them life. even more. If that were true. Um, Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I am Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my sister and co-host, Amy Walsh. And Amy, what are we discussing today? Um, Why have we been talking about early 2000s reality television uh, with such detail and care? Well, let me tell you, I wish we had... Yeah, I, let me tell you, I wish we had actually just watched an episode of Real World or something. <laughs> or Survivor because, or any of them. Um, or Survivor because, whew, this was a slog for me. Yeah. But um, what we watched this week was an episode from a series that I literally never heard of called Lex mm-hmm. with two X's, L-E-X-X, which aired from 1996 to 2002, and it very much looked like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Specifically, the episode we watched was called Survivor. Z- yeah, Survivor. Yeah. Um, season four, episode five, and it originally aired in August of two thousand and one. Indeed. Um, so this is a rather unusual show. The IMDb. Holy hell! <laughs> the IMDb description um, sounds like many a show, kind of that would be in this realm it says a group of disparate fugitives from an interplanetary tyranny find themselves in control of a massively powerful starship now this wasn't really relevant in this episode that we watched but the starship i was about to say (laughs) i was about to say i didn't know any of that yeah so the starship is what's called lex (laughs) Excuse me. Bless you. Oh, okay, okay. So that is Thanks. one mystery perhaps oh. solved. 
Um, yep. One solved. Okay, yeah. got it. Many might still continue, but that one solved. <laughs> um, Some might not be solved. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. And um, I, I don't know what to make of this, but one of the creators of the show is also called Lex. Like his name is Lex Geigeroff. Um, hmm. So I'm like, did he just be like, let's call it Lex. That's good enough. Let's um, just call it my name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this show had an interesting... So at one point when I was deciding which of the episodes to watch... Now, part of the other reason I chose this in full transparency and honesty was because it's on Amazon Prime. And I was like, this is easy mm-hmm. to find. Um, yeah. But so when I was looking at the different episodes, there's an episode from the first season that actually has Tim Curry in it. And I was like, oh, that could be fun. But then it said that the show was 90 minutes long. And I was like, well, then it's a movie. No. What's going on? And then I learned that this particular TV show began... Um, or, like, all the characters were introduced in a series of, like, four or five TV movies that came out, like, across oh. 1996, 97. And then, and that's Weird. one of, then that's where Tim Curry was. And then, okay. the, like, they, the storylines or whatever that were explored in the TV movies were popular enough that they were like, now we're going to make it, like, a weekly TV series. So like seasons two, three, and How? four were just, you know, the usual 45 minutes. Yeah. How bizarre. I mean, I I am a Tim Curry fan and I enjoy much of what he does, but I very much appreciate you saving us from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think 90 minutes of this would have literally broken my brain well and that's the other thing is like it might have been longer but it might have made a lot more sense as well you know like that's 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 the unfortunate reality of what we're dealing with here um so also and so you said in canada right so this is is it did you say canada so it's canadian yeah so it was like the tv movies come out in canada first that's like where they're originally aired um it's a canadian and german production team um, and okay. there were some weird accents happening. Well, we'll learn that Zev is actually a German lady. Um, but yeah, so like most okay. of the most of the filming was either done in Canada or in Germany. Um, and okay. then eventually it got picked up by the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, because again, we've talked about the Sci-Fi Channel a lot in this kind of era. It was like seeking out. And starting to do what a lot of um, cable channels were doing was like starting to do its own, like developing of material. Mm, so it was doing that with yeah. this. Um, the other thing to say, part of the reason why this particular episode was perhaps difficult to follow and understand, is that um, <laughs> this uh, uh, this series has a very like is one of the ones. And we've talked about series that are like this as well, where it's not necessarily an anthology, but like each uh-huh. season is very different from the others, has like a very different mm. tone and has like a different set of kind of um, like concerns and circumstances happening 
across each season. Uh So like seasons one and two in particular, um, from what I've gathered from Wikipedia, were pretty traditional science fiction type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Season three apparently got quite dark and kind of thinking about like kind of metaphysical stuff. Um, And then the fourth season... And then season season four just went off the rails. Yeah, and then the fourth (laughs) season, which this is a part of, like went full bore into kind of like farce and comedy and other stuff. So like just a lot of kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Um, Mm. As a result, (laughs) yes. I mean, and that, what is interesting about this one is, so I was, I wasn't necessarily surprised to learn this. There's a pretty big cult following for this show and the people who love it Mm. seem to say that the reason they love it is because it's just very weird and was like pretty experimental, I guess you could say, um, when it came out. Mm. And so the people who were like kind of raised on things like the outer limits and star Trek and star Wars, like those are pretty well-known quantities and like what, what's happening and whatever. This was like, so kind of like throwing out the rule book that some people really enjoyed that vibe. Um, Yeah, I can see that. I also noticed like when I was on Wikipedia this show is considered kind of similar to other shows like um, that we've talked about, Farscape and Red Dwarf um, in particular. There was mm. a vibe, like, like because Farscape has the weird, like, because they don't, again, we're not, we don't spend much time in their spaceship in this episode, but, like, similar to Farscape in this show, um, the, the spaceship is supposed to be alive, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Weird. Yeah. And I mean, that's actually a thing that's kind of becoming more and more a trope, but certainly like in the late 90s and early 2000s, that was like certain stuff was like experimenting with that notion. And then I guess it's a bit like, and it's a bit like Farscape as well because of like, I mean, Farscape used puppets. This had a weird robot head thing happening. Um, And that also was a bit like Red Dwarf as well, like the kind of wackiness mm-hmm. and like slapstickiness mm-hmm. of this um, is kind of what this show is all about. Um, I don't remember Red Dwarf. I remember the name of it, but I don't remember which one that was. That was the one where we, it was like um, the guy who had like fallen asleep for like 10 million years and it was British and he, mm-hmm. and oh, that's right. He, found like a spaceship that was like supposedly full filled with women because the robot that was helping them survive said they were there but then they were just skeletons with clothes on okay 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 (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm picturing it wow god we've watched some weird fucking shit um Okay, I think, okay, I think I remember that now. Wowie, Kazowie. Yes. yes. So I, <laughs> I can confirm this show is along the lines of that weirdness. Indeed. Um, now, in terms of the cast, I, this is like an ensemble show. So the people that we're talking about, I would say, for the most part, are, make up the kind of like core team of people in the Lex spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I'm not even bothering with some of the other like, 
people who appear on the screen in the context of this episode because it's like they're barely there. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought was yeah. interesting about this and very noticeably different from any of the things that we have discussed is that most of the people who are like the main characters who I'm about to discuss, most of them have less than 25 credits to their name, and in some cases, Hmm. as few as like 11. Um, And I have never seen in any of the stuff we've watched where across the board, like pretty much the entire cast has so few credits. Sucks. (laughs) Um, I don't Um, know that it means they suck, but I, I was really like, at first I was like, oh yeah, sometimes people, you know, don't make it or whatever, like... Um, but it was literally right. like every single one of them had Everyone. very small amounts of credits, like noticeably <sighs> small, um, which... I mean, based on this, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say like I'm not shocked. I mean, I know people can be in crazy shit and be good actors. Sure. But, like, yeah. And also looking at their ages really quickly, it's not like they're all 15. Right. And like this was their right. first thing or like they went on to do more stuff later. Yeah. Like they're fully in the middle of a career. Right. <laughs> and they, and well, and at, at the point they're doing this, they all seem to be in the middle of a career. Many of them by now are no longer doing this career. Um, yeah. So, which, you know, truthfully... I think I couldn't even say if someone is good at acting based on this. Like, um, I don't... That's very true. I don't think this actually, is the there, space actually, to make was, that judgment call. That's I, fair. Because the the material they're working with, I, I, you would be hard-pressed to figure out a way to make it good. But I will say there was a couple parts, like, where... I think there was one part where people were getting shot... And, like, I did laugh because I was like, oh, wow, the acting on that is wild. Like, just, like, <laughs> the acting oh, yeah. of getting shot was, like, quite funny to me. Yeah. Um, or it was something where they were, like, on the ground writhing, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can talk about it. Um, so yeah. the, the cast, such as it is, begins with a character named Stanley H. Tweedle, Played by a 57-year-old Brian Downey. Um, he was His first credit was in 1979. And he was in 10 things before he was in this in the 90s. Um, wow. So relatively kind of... And, and for him, this is like literally like in the middle of his credits. Like this is in the middle of his career is this. Um, from 19... Wait, wait. Let me think really quick. Because 1979 to 1990, whatever this you said. Yeah. Or 2000, whatever. Yeah. He had 10 credits. Yes. So, like, less than one thing per year. Indeed. That's not great. No. <laughs> um, no, but nonetheless, he still managed to be in a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. Cool. Um, Holy shit, I want to watch it. Indeed. It's, he, he hangs out with Cocaine Bear, I guess. Um, oh my God, I love it. And then he was in two Lizzie Borden movies from like the 2010s hmm. within a couple years of each other, which I thought was intriguing. Weird. Um, but he's not done anything since 2019, so I think 
because like if he was 57 in this, I think it's fair to say he's probably decided to retire. Yeah, he's probably like, I'm over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we have a character called Zev Bellringer. Um, <laughs> is that a yawn already? Like we're already to... Quite the name. Um, no, I mean... <laughs> I was yawning a little bit, but I was also like half laughing at her name. Yeah. Um, and that's played by a 33-year-old Xenia Seberg, um, who is a German actor whose first credit was in 1994, so just, just before this, basically. Um, she was mm-hmm. in a TV series called Total Recall 2070, um, or like made a couple appearances in that show. Um she seems to, even though she also doesn't have a lot of credits, I would say her credits seem to be a little bit more consistent. Like she's at least doing something mm. every so often since 94. Um, and she's got mm-hmm. like two upcoming things. I, I think she was like basically one of the only people who still has stuff that's still New going. Stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. Next, we have a character called Kai. Played by a 39-year-old Michael McManus, uh, a Canadian actor. Um, his first credit is in 1987. Um, but this basically is like the end of the road for him, more or less. This show. He does this show, and then he does he has one more credit in 2004, then something else in 2011, and that's it. Um which, I mean, he barely was even in this episode. So, again, I, it's not as though I can even say, like, whether he's good at acting or not. Like, um, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, acting is show business is just weird. And maybe, too, like, if, yeah, it's just, it's a weird business. And it, it takes a lot to be successful at it, even though, like, it seems like some people are just like, I do a, a movie a year and a this and a that and right. I do all this and I do this and like it's it's a lot harder than that yeah well of course I mean it's actually I often find myself thinking that like the career that I'm in has turned out to be com- competitive in a way that makes me feel as though I understand what it's like to be like an actor or a performer because it's like there's only ever sure. so many roles. Not everyone can be everything. Like you have, you know, like we have yeah. a way that we do this. And it, it's extremely and competitive. It to, like Right. Um, and, it and it takes. And it really like. Go on. Sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just saying it really, it really doesn't. It is not all talent based. No, no. And I think that's the thing that. And even in a, even in something like entertainment where, like, the idea is is based on your talent, it's not. <laughs> well, yeah, that it, it can be. Yeah, sometimes. that it suggests that, like, um, that merit plays a role or fairness or, right. or that if you just keep working right. harder, like, your chance will come, you know, like, yes. um, you can do all the things right and still be like, I have no career you know, from this, like, um, yeah. Or you can, like, you can do all the things right. And it's never going to be the quote unquote, time. like, like whatever the pinnacle of that career is. Right. Like, yeah, you're never going to be in a movie, but you're also, but you're very successful at whatever level it is. Right. You're doing. Right. 
And it's not that you couldn't be successful at a different level. It's just that, like, that level is full. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. So maybe Michael McManus was like, I'm going to get out of the rat race of Hollywood and become a restaurant manager um, or God knows what all. I mean, but, like, hey. um, I respect the choice for sure. Um same. Yeah. The only person who has what I would describe as a more usual, in the context of this uh, uh, this podcast, like a more usual track record of credits is the guy who plays the next character, Farley Cuckle, Kukul, I don't know, um, played by an actor named Jeff Pustill. Um, mm. But even though he has more credits, he too seems to basically have reached the end of his career. His last credit was in 2019. Um, he was in a thing called Ghost Mom, which seems like a thing you might that be into. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and then finally, there's a character called 790, which is, for the longest time, I thought the character's name was actually called Robot Head. Because somebody in the show... <laughs> Is that what they were calling it? Yeah, somebody in the show called it Robot Head to be pejorative, but I thought it was just its name. Um, but oh. it, it's not. Um, it's 790. And it's voiced by um, a guy named Jeffrey Hirschfield, who um, looks to, to me to have transitioned out of acting to go into writing. Um, so most of his mm. more recent credits are for writing rather than acting. Um, and so these okay. are the people, and I use that term loosely, um, that we need to know for <laughs> this show. Um, so as a typical of a show from this era and continuing into the present, we start with a cold open where this particular cold open is like, again, we've seen... I feel like this device is used a lot where we're like, we start out and we're watching like a promo for a reality show like that used to be, I would describe it as like the kind of promos that Fox used to do where it would be like, yeah. animals going wild, girls in bikinis <laughs> and like then like slashing and like guitar music and like all this stuff. And then it's like, watch this week. And so like, as you're like taking yeah. in this information, it's all, the camera's also like panning out so that then you realize you've been watching like a video, like a promo that is inside of a meeting. In the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like in this case, what we've been seeing is like a TV promo for something that's like a bit like Survivor or now maybe even also a bit like Too Hot to Handle, which is like the Netflix. What is Too Hot to Handle? Oh, this is actually a pretty oh. funny one. And I did watch, similar to what we were saying before, I did watch like when it first, I don't know how many seasons they have now, maybe like two or three, but like the first season came out sometime in early deep pandemic and so I was, of course, okay. like a captive audience. So I watched some of it. Sure. And the premise is, is that this group of like good looking people, like exceptionally good looking people. Always. Um, but <laughs> uh -huh. this is why it's called Too Hot to Handle. So they're super, super good looking oh. and they're brought to this island paradise and they're all like partying up and having a great time. And then like 
I forget exactly how long. They get to have like a few hours of like checking each other out and like looking and being like, ooh, who am I going to hook up with here? Yay, yay, yay. Um, And then this weird like Siri-like device uh, turns on in their like common area space. And she starts talking Uh and she says, the purpose of this game, you've been told that if you come here, you can win $250,000 or whatever it is. But here's the challenge. Yeah. To do that, you, none of you can hook up with anybody for however long. That's the challenge. It's like, can you be around Wait, all oh these Wait, oh my God, I would be so good at that. <laughs> I would fucking win the shit out of that show. No, but and see, I'm not hot enough to be on it. But well, like, but see, that's they have to work as a collective, though, because if two or three or however, like if some people... Even just like if anybody hooks up, then then the pot of money goes down. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That yeah. I, I, ugh, I would hate that. That would be so annoying. But here's the other thing that I was just thinking about with reality shows, and we also forgot about the show Naked and Afraid. Oh, I was just right. thinking of that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know anything about it other than that they're like naked and they like throw them out into the woods. But um, which sounds horrible. With a show like this. Oh, my God. Just, like, and then they put it on TV. It's, like, literally. Nightmare. <laughs> imagine someone's nightmare. worst nightmare and then, like, put it on TV. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but with ones like that where it's, like, and then, wait, $250,000 that you split with the yes. other people? Yes. That's not even enough. I don't even think that's <laughs> enough to be that compelling. I mean, I'm not saying I have that and, that, like, I don't need that money. But, like, that I, I would want more money because there's, like, a. Uh, being on TV in a reality show is sort of embarrassing enough anyway, so I'd want some, like, compensation for right. the embarrassment. Right, right, there. right, 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 right. And they and they have to, and they actually have to pay them, I think. I, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. But I would think that they get yeah. paid, like. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know what the anyway. I don't think there. I don't think $250,000 split no. is enough. No, because, like. To, it's it's something like 10 people at least have to be there just to even make it interesting. And that's then now we're already talking right. about only $25,000 per individual. Oh, hell like, no. Which is that is not, not enough. good. Like, I'm sorry that we're in a world that's where, just, like, it's not that exciting. if I personally had a savings of $25,000, yeah, I'd be super jazzed. Oh, I'd be but, psyched. like... It's, and if I just like found twenty five thousand dollars on the street, I would fucking pick <laughs> it up and be like, "I'm a millionaire." But if you're, if I'm going on a show, right, I want more than that, right? Yeah, it isn't a lot of money. And also, tr- truthfully, it isn't a lot of money. It's like, it's not even at this stage. Then, it's barely. It's like it wouldn't even really change your life. Like. You could maybe be like, oh, I can pay no. that one student loan. You could pay some stuff like, off. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, you pay some stuff off and then you pay some bills and like feel comfortable for a bit. But it's not like a forever. Well, because then as well, change. you get your $25,000. Half of it is taxed. So then you're talking 12 Fuck it. It's so fucking not worth I it. I know. No, no, no. No. Um, and in this case. Because also for me, that show. Sorry, that show for me too would be. I'd be very frustrated because I think it would be ridiculously easy for me personally to achieve that goal. How long? What is the time frame? That's a good question. I can't remember how long, but it's like it's not. You know, anyway, it's not like a year. You know, it's like like, (laughs) it's like 
<laughs> I, it's like a couple months, yeah, maybe, it, or a yeah. month. It might be, I mean, you know. Oh, my God. Also, because, like, on those shows, like, time, like, the time they spend taping versus the time. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Um, but, like. So anyway, I would be I like I could do it so easily. I feel I feel like I could do it so easily, but then to watch a bunch of numbskulls ruin it and take right, the money from me right. would just drive me batshit crazy. Yes. Um and in this case, in this show that we're being told is being pitched to somebody. In this case, mm-hmm. it's not even competing for money. You are only competing to have sex with Zev. Um, who is disgusting, which is like the hot chick of the land. Um, it's called Zev Viver. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I do like that. That's a little bit funny. Yeah. Like that play on words is funny. Yeah. And in this case, I mean, there was a lot of stuff happening in this show where I was like, that's an interesting choice that's been made that I don't really get. <laughs> and, and here, Mm-hmm. The choice that I didn't understand, though I found kind of funny, was that the executive that Farley is trying to pitch this show to, he's like shirtless in the meeting. Like it's a boardroom <laughs> where everyone else is like I looking normal, normal, but he's shirtless <laughs> and getting a massage. I didn't remember that. <laughs> I didn't remember that. Oh, man. That is... Whoa. Can you imagine? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. So, but anyway, the shirtless executive loves this show idea. (laughs) And he's like, well... Of course he does. Of course he does. Um, And he's like, well, you know, but, like, the thing is, is, like, you've pitched it around this woman who, like, has become, like, world famous for her hotness, but she's, like, currently missing so like how are you going to get her onto the show and Farley's like don't even worry about it I've been speaking to her manager and then he calls up somebody on a speakerphone and it's this like nonsense I couldn't even believe I don't even know how to describe it but it's like the manager guy and Farley are like doing that like kind of like Hollywood speak of like hey babe what's cracking and the other one's like oh nothing but the eggs sugar mama like it's like weird stuff and when they hang up the phone he's like see she's in already and I was like is that what that interchange meant okay um and then uh Farley also explains to the executive that they're planning to film this tv show on some place called zig zig island um And again, this was a very confusing thing because he's like, oh, we've been doing some data like analysis or whatever. And the computer that's running like all of our information about the show keeps saying that Zig Zig Island is the place to go. And I was like, I know it's the early 2000s. I know computers exist. I'm not sure even now people put data into computers so that the computer tells them where to make their like decisions about production and like what's a good spot to have a show like something about that seemed no, very strange like very strange like algorithms are one thing um but like anyway i was like okay so they've they've lit, a computer has told them to go to this island perfect um then we get the very so weird, weird 
credit sequence that doesn't even really matter. So credit sequence, so this strong cold open credit sequence, our interest is of course peaked uh, as it would be. Um, then we are in the ship, the Lex, and Zev is showering and talking with 790, who, as I said to you, I thought for a long time was called Robot Head, but that is not its actual <laughs> name. Um, but do you want to... I prefer Robot I Head. I mean, I was into that as a notion. Um, do you want to yeah. try and describe what 790 slash Robot Head looks like? and why, So then that might explain why Robot Head was a name that seemed appropriate. Yeah, well, the only time I can picture it, like, I... I don't know if it was like it wasn't like a floating head. Was no, it? I only I thought it was like something where it was like sitting on a desk always or something. It like seemed that. to have like a body, quote unquote, and I use that term extremely loosely. Like where <laughs> it was like on some kind of like board with wheels, like it could wheel around on its own. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it was mostly a head. Yeah, and mostly you saw just, like, mostly the parts I remember. I might have been looking away at certain points, if I'm honest. But, like, the parts I remember, like, I just saw the part that was its head. So the head part, that what it looked like, whatever was going on with the body, I don't know. But, like, the head part, what it looked like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sort of looked like... Uh, a toy you would have had in the 90s mm. if you liked robotic type <laughs> toys but like um i was trying to, it, like it did remind me of something it looked sort of the head was um sort of square yeah and it was colorful it was a little bit like rubik's cubey but not um and yeah and it just and it had it's eyes and mouth moved, right? right? Yes. Yeah. It had... I'm not explaining it very well. It had well, sort of like... Like those weird big head statues on Easter Island. It had... It yeah. kind of had that as a structure happening. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like the eyes... And I can't remember if it had a nose, but like the eyes and the mouth... Were like little TV screens where, oh, like, yeah. so like the mouth looked like a human mouth on a, mm-hmm. and it would like, you know, say the words that were coming, you know, but then it was like a little TV screen yeah. inside of an Easter Island head. <laughs> Are you picturing it, folks? Just picture it. It's super easy to imagine. Um, yeah, it's really normal. Yeah, I mean, do a Google. It is worth the Google of 790 Lex <laughs> yeah. to see to to be able to envision what this yeah. thing is because it's weird. Um, so she's talking. I to, might even look it up myself to remind myself. Yeah, she's talking to 790 while she's showering, which in and of itself is kind of odd. And he's telling her like, "Oh, you've just been cast in this TV show." And you should get down to earth because they're looking for you. And 
she's like weirdly into this concept of like, oh, men are going to compete to have sex with me. That sounds cool. And um, <laughs> I was like, this is a, I just don't know. Like maybe I wouldn't, cons- I wouldn't consider myself a prude, um, but I certainly, I would not be jazzed with that pitch personally. No. And I am a prude, but like I definitely don't like that. And I definitely would, in the reverse, 0% of the time ever go on a show where my one and only quote-unquote prize was sleeping. Well, we just worked out how even we don't want $25,000, like, let alone, like, where my only prize is just one night of sex or something. I'm like, nah. Ew. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Literally no, thank you. Um, So... So first, 790 has sold Zev on being on that show. Then 790 goes over to Stanley and is like, oh, Stanley, there's this show, and you like you really like Zev. You've always been trying to have sex with her, which I guess maybe if we'd watch other episodes, we would know that. But like, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, so why don't you get on this show? I can basically like set it up for you that you can be on the show and that you can win. And he's like, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, and 790 is like, I've been messing with the show computer. And I'm like, the show computer? What? Like, yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. And I mean, that, that notion that there's a show computer comes up again later. And I'm just like, I don't understand this. But like, <laughs> so anyway, Stanley decides he's going to also compete in this show as one of the beefcakes. Um, when we get to <laughs> Zig Zig Island, Farley is now the host of the show. And this was this is a very early 2000s storyline, I guess. Um, it seems like there's meant to be rather a lot of comedy coming out of the fact that Farley is concerned. He's like, over the course of the show, he's like, quote unquote, realizing he's possibly gay. Um, Mm. because like in this scene, he's talking to the writers and he's like, you've got me describing these beefcakes and they are, I like, I normally wouldn't use the term beefcake to describe any person. (laughs) Um, but that's precisely what these guys are meant to be in this show. They're all like the super massive dudes, um, of a very particular, like kind of almost like a wrestler body style. Yeah. And, and... And they don't even speak real words, mostly, except for, I guess they, have they do. Couple, they have their little confessionals I mean, or whatever. I also did like that they had a couple of, like, the confessional outtakes kind of peppered in. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah. so Farley is concerned because he's, like, the writing describing these guys is, like, very, like, sensual in some way. And he's, like, it's going to make <laughs> it seem like I'm gay on television. And everyone, and there's, like, no response to that. Everyone is just, like, well, say the lines or don't. But, like, we're about to start taping. Um, <laughs> there's also another very weird thing happening with Farley. Because in addition to his fears and concerns about possibly being gay, um, he also seemed, and this is something that I didn't get because I haven't watched, I, unlike in other times where I watched some episodes of the past thing to like have a handle on it, I didn't do that this week. And so like Farley is also like, the actor appears in previous episodes as different characters. 
And they've said that like Farley oh. is a reincarnation or something. And so there's that happening oh. weirdly occasionally as well throughout the remainder of the show. <laughs> um, so yeah. strange. Meanwhile, back on the ship, back on the Lex 790 and Kai uh, get a message like from some lady somewhere on Earth. And she's like, I've gotten some information that I think is important for you, Kai. You probably should come here. And 790 is really pissed because then we it's revealed that 790 has some sort of amorous desire for Kai. And in fact, hmm. has orchestrated this TV show thing with the belief that um, both Zev and Stanley will actually die on this island. And, and the purpose of that is so that then 790 has Kai all to itself. Mm. So, so 790 is very upset that like Kai has now gotten distracted and this plan is not working the way it wanted to. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, back on the show, Stanley is selected as the wild card contestant to join the rest of the beefcakes. Zev is horrified because she does not have any romantic interest in Stanley, and Stanley is being very gross, like, you know, like lifting his eyebrows and being like, if I win, then you have to have sex with me. And she's like, well, no, that is like Yuck. not what's going to go on. Um, <laughs> then they do their first competition for Zev's vagina, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how to say some of these things. Like, So they do, they do a competition yeah. where like a little tiny baby bird is put in a basket and then the basket is tied to a balloon and then the balloon is freed and, the, and will like land somewhere on the island and the first person to find the baby bird is the winner or something. So they all have to go out. That is so bizarre. Yeah, they all have to go out and look for it. Um, one of the beefcakes... And also... Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Just also the conceit of this show is crazy. Because again, like I said, never would I ever, you know, compete just for like sex with someone. Right. Lame. But I would also not compete in this particular way for that. <laughs> I feel like if to make it more like... Is congruous a word? I know incongruous is a word, but is congruous okay. a word? Anyway. anyway, to make it make more yes. sense, it would be it would be like the competition is more surrounded by love and or sex or relationships or something where it's like finding the most compatible person. Sure. Or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not rent, like putting a baby bird right, in a nest right. like <laughs> this like weird like island yeah news. like yeah it doesn't seem super set up to being like would I actually enjoy spending time with this person if they're just doing like physical challenges the whole time like right. that doesn't necessarily right. speak and I mean I get that they're not like tr trying to be like matchmakers necessarily it's not supposed to be like a love connection but like a love connection was another yeah one. that's another show um <laughs> That's a very old yeah. one. But anyway, like, yeah, no, it just is weird. It's just all around weird. Indeed. And it gets weirder still because the beefcake who does find the bird first, that's when 
again, I don't know how to describe some of these things. There's these little, at first I thought they were like meant to look like bugs or what, but they're like little mm-hmm. robots. And they, mm-hmm. the cent- and they're like little robots that have like legs kind of a bit, and like eyeball. a spider. And then mm-hmm. a central body that, yeah, there's an eyeball somewhere, which I don't remember exactly where that goes. But then the body also looks like a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> and in this case, the carrot alien probe thingy <laughs> seems to go up this beefcake guy's butt. Oh, God, really? Yeah, because sometimes they do a weird shot, too, where it's like we're supposed to be seeing from the perspective of this character. Yeah. And I was like, what are we looking at? Or what is happening here? Because it's like a weird little, like, eyeball. Right. But it's like, but the camera was, like, shaky, so I was like, I don't know what we're looking right. at. Right. And, and there's also a bit of weirdness because, like, when this first reveal of the carrot robot shows up... <laughs> Mm-hmm. It looks like it kills this guy. Yeah. But then later, it seems like they don't necessarily always kill somebody. Sometimes they turn into zombies. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because I think, was this the part, there was like two guys I thought that died. Well, this is the later. first one because, so they do, so the so oh. this guy dies or goes away or something, unclear. And as a result, Stanley is the one who finds the bird and wins the challenge. Then when okay. he comes back to the beach where all the filming is happening and like triumphantly shows Zev, like, look, I found this bird. I'm one step closer to having you have sex with me. And Zev <laughs> refuses and she actually like eats the bird. She like grabs it out of his hand and like shoves it in Ew. her mouth. Um and then she also like roars because, again, I would know more about this oh, I if that. I had watched more episodes. But like Zev is like not a human woman; she's like some from somewhere else. Okay. And so she shoves this bird in her mouth and and like I would say shouts, but what she actually does is roars because I guess she's like an alien. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, um, Kai has gone to this like base or place it was very unclear to me what this place was and this woman who has called him up to to look at some information that is relevant to him she's there and she starts getting like really like horny and like rubbing all over him um then like and this this thing is like barely a b story like i don't even know really why it's happening but like then we return back to Survivor and Zev, they're filming Zev dancing with the remaining beefcakes on the beach. Um, and he and the host, Farley, says to the cameras, oh, that guy got voted off. But then the cast members are like, we never voted. So, like, how can he have been voted off? And that's when they're like, oh, he's actually missing, but we didn't want to say anything like to the audience um p.s they're also filming this live like the whole show is like a live broadcast that's gone on for like hours and hours which seems insane um 
we then go back to this weird base where this horny woman is literally like rubbing herself all over Kai and um, like he doesn't even care. Like he's watching this film clip that she has found about Transylvania and and so he's watching that while she's like literally like rubbing her entire body on his body and telling him that she's like never had sex before but she like wants to have sex with him and he couldn't care less because he's realized that he's a vampire and he wants to know more about vampires in Transylvania for reasons um then um we go back to the island to Zigzag Island and Farley is on the phone with the shirtless executive and he's like things have started going really wrong like um like people are missing now and he also reveals that in addition to the various beefcakes that have gone missing um members of the crew have also gone missing but the executive doesn't want to continue or doesn't want to stop because, like, the ratings are really good. Of course So not. he's like, no, just keep going. Um, meanwhile, then we see that the next challenge that the beefcakes have to do, and I am not making this up, is have to carry Zev's underwear in their mouths all around the island uh, in some... I don't know how that's a challenge. I don't know what that is. Like in a pattern? But that's what they have to do (laughs) as like teams. And so that's, this is the one that you were thinking of where like. Like a three-legged race, but. I guess, I don't know. But like this is the one you were thinking of where like it's Stanley and these two beefcakes. And then Stanley like gets across the weird like little river with the underwear in his mouth. And then. The other two guys get attacked by the carrot robots. Um, But this time... Wait, can we talk about that river really quick? Because I thought that was so strange. The way they went over... They went over the river each time. Or at first, I didn't even notice the river. And I was like, why do they have to go on this more upside down thing for this one... It was more like a puddle, if I'm honest. Like... That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they literally would come. They're just walking or they're trying to go fast. And then they come to this, like, rope that's already set up. I guess it is because they're filming there or whatever. But, like, this rope is set up right over this river, quote, unquote. Right. (laughs) Right. And they have to go upside down and, like, like shimmy on it like some kind of Indeed. And I was like, this, A, wastes so much time. And B, that river, I was thinking, oh, maybe every body of water in this and in this island is, like, infested with something oh, so they like, can't yeah. touch it. That's what I, well, that's, like, my first thought. But then later he, like, falls into a big puddle of right. water and nothing yeah. happens. So, like, I was like, this is wasting so much time. This is not, like, a big scary body no. of water. That no, I mean, like. this is, like, the this is the quintessential, like, reality show thing of, like, how do we take something and, like, make it more complex to therefore be more of a challenge? Yeah. And that's what's happening here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Then as, like, they're trying to, you know, cross this massive river, um, the carrot, the carrot robots show up 
And this is the one you were talking about before where they attack two guys and yeah. the two guys, like this was the thing is like in the last one it made it look like when they attacked it gets all bloody. But this time it seems like they turn into like zombies or something. They like, uh, yeah. Um, and they start turning on Stanley. Stanley runs away. Um, and so then Stanley gets back to the beach and now there's two more guys missing. And so the Farley is like, okay, they got voted off. And everyone's like, but we never have voted yet. Like, how can these people be voted <laughs> off? Like, I know we're these dumb people on a reality show, but even we can remember when we voted and when we haven't. Like, um, yeah. And, and what ends up happening is that the other beefcakes, as well as Zev, are starting to believe that Stanley is doing something to these missing guys. Um, and oh. in, this is when they have, they do have a pretty good like confessional drop in here where they go across like there are some of the remaining beefcakes <laughs> and they're all like uh, swearing. So it's all like ex- expletive bleeping out. Like, oh yeah, that um, was funny. <laughs> about like how they think Stanley is a cheat and that he's been some, he's somehow doing something yeah. nefarious to these men. Um, Meanwhile, that was funny. back at this weird base, uh, the horny lady continues to rub up on Kai <laughs> while he's learning about vampires. Oh, yeah. What was her accent? She, wasn't she her trying to be, like, vaguely like southern? Like southern? Yeah. Yeah. But then other times it so- sounded like she was, like, more Britishy to me. Like, <sighs> I, it was It weird. was – the whole thing was odd. I couldn't figure it out. The whole thing was odd because... Yes, well, that's true. She Like, at one point, she literally takes Kai's hand and, like, puts it on her boob. And she's like, how about this? And, like, he could, he didn't even care. <laughs> and I was just like, you know... She also sort of looked like a child. Yeah. Like, not like they a were child, tri- child. Yeah, there was some... But she looked very young. Yeah, there was a weird quality of something happening. And, <laughs> and I guess, like, what... Well, yeah, I mean, I think... Sadly, I think many of us may have experienced a time where you're like really actively into someone and they are like really actively not into you. <laughs> and, um, and I, and, but even then, that's just what that's happening. exactly what was happening. But like, even when I've found myself in those scenarios, which, you know, happen more than I would like, honestly, but like, um, <laughs> I, I don't like rub my body on of somebody not. And you, being like, how about this? Can I like I get, think, how about if I just keep doing this? Will you just like can start I interest being interested? <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I think in maybe unless someone's like really not good at like picking up on cues, you would be able to say like, oh, this, whatever I'm feeling is not being reciprocated. Yeah. And in this case, uh, she's, like, doing a full-on, like, he's sitting in a folding chair. She, like, sits on his lap, like, facing him. So, like, legs over legs, yikes. facing him. And she's, like, doing mm-hmm. what you, like, what a kid would think kissing is, right? Like, she's, like, waving mm. her body around and like kissing on his neck and like writhing around Ugh. and he's actively doing the thing that Mm-mm. people do when you're like can you get out of the way of the screen get like i me. need to watch this show yeah. and i was just like wow yeah. is this weird so weird um 
Now, as this is happening, Kai's and like a little bit rapey. Well, not gonna sure, lie. yeah. Like, it's it's if this you're clearly not getting consent. Right. Here, well, my and the, and the thing is, of course, it's like t- 2001, and because it's a woman doing it, that yeah. makes it like yeah, quote yeah. unquote okay or whatever. But like, um, yeah. And I will say, Kai doesn't seem particularly perturbed. He just doesn't care. Well, he doesn't like, do much about it. Like, he doesn't... It, it, he, I don't even know if he... Does he say the words, like, can no, you get off? No, he does just he even is say there. That? Yeah. yeah, see, that's like... <laughs> I'm not saying that... Uh, yeah, you should be able to be like, hey, yo, can get right. off me. <laughs> Which is not what he does, so who knows. Because um, no. he's busy learning about Weird. vampires. In the meantime... He gets a phone call or something or a message from 790. And 790 is like, hey, man, so I tried to arrange this, like, elaborate killing scheme where whereby you and I would end up being alone on the Lex and I was going to, like, win your love finally. And he rebe- and 790 reveals that, like, the reason that it sent them to shoot on Zigzag Island is... Somehow 790 knew that there were these carrot robots there. Um, oh, because they're like his I friends. Guess. And, <laughs> but, that, but basically 790 is like, well, now things have gotten a bit out of hand and I think I actually maybe feel a bit bad about what I've done. So um, <laughs> Kai then, you, while he's at this base, he taps into the cameras on the island and sees that everything is going crazy. Um... He also manages to get in touch with Stanley and Zev and is like, get off that island as soon as you can. Although I don't really know how he expects them to leave the island. Um, Because then he gets into his shuttle and starts going to the island. Um, Meanwhile, the carrot robots have basically overrun everything in the island, on the beach, in the jungle... Um, and, and whoever's left is basically just running for their lives away from these carrot robots. Um, (laughs) most of the beefcakes and the host Farley now have also been turned into zombies by the carrot robots, I think. Um, and then just as it seems that Stanley and Zev are the only ones left and they're trapped on the beach and they have nowhere to go, the carrot robots like come down to the water and they start to, what is it they start saying? Oh, they start, there's a boat in the distance. And they start saying in a very, like, robot-y voice, like, bad boat, bad boat, bad boat. And was so I was like, what? And then I think, now this literally, I'm going to say something, and it's going to sound like I've had a psychotic break with reality. Okay? Like, that's what okay, I'm about cool. to do. Yeah. So they're down by the water. They they notice a boat. We, the audience, see and are shown that on the boat, this lovely married couple who is out for a boat ride are making their morning carrot juice. <laughs> and the okay. carrot robots somehow know about know carrot that. juice making. And that's why they eventually, they like leave Stanley and Zev standing where they are on the beach. The carrot robots like swim into the water to attack 
this boat and the lovely married couple on it. So like right as Kai is landing the shuttle to pick up Stanley and Zev and to like, quote unquote, save them, the boat literally like cracks and like starts um, sinking into the water. They've been killed (laughs) by these carrot robots for making carrot juice. Damn. I'm so glad I've never had carrot I've juice. I've never had it either. Apparently it's quite dangerous. Um It really and it looks disgusting. And, and it seems like it would and taste that's disgusting. The end too. of the show. Yeah, I have no fucking clue what this was. This really <laughs> I texted you while I was yes. watching it and I literally texted WTF I know. am I watching? Well and <laughs> this really was something of something because um, I told, I, I normally don't give you a heads up of like when I watch something and I have a feeling about it, I don't usually tell it to you because I don't want to taint your experience. Right. Like I'm like, just let it, we'll both, we both find out on the day of recording what the other one thinks. Like that's the <laughs> point. And, um, I even texted you and was like, uh, you're not gonna like this. <laughs> like, and I then I and I was like, oh man, I'm scared. And I knew it was gonna be bad, but I didn't really expect this. No, nor would you. <laughs> like, literally, no I one mean, would. No one would. I don't know how you could come up with this in no. your mind. I mean, the thing that's so interesting about some of the crazier things we've watched, this being one, I am interested in the brains. Of those who have come up with these stories. <laughs> That's a very that diplomatic way of saying it. <laughs> I would like to study these people. Like, what, where in, what drugs were you on? What, like, wh- are you okay? Yeah, well, I, like, like, I would. How did this come out of your mind? I would actually, my first question would be, are you even on drugs? Because if you're not and you're coming up with this, I think you'd you'd be do. happier if they were on you drugs. You need medication, I think. Like <laughs> cuz this is not how even storytelling goes. Like this is just well the and the wild thing about it is that like again like we were talking about competitive nature of show business and many others but like there's so many scripts out there there's so many things that never see the light of day there's so many brilliant I'm gonna go ahead and say there are brilliant things that never see the light of day absolutely yes yet and yet we're watching robots well and that's (laughs) like that is one of the jokes like I remember oh this is like a joke from Bojack Horseman one of the later seasons one of the characters like uh, like a long lost family member of Bojack's comes to LA for the first time and like watches him make a show and stuff. And she's like, wait, why does it take so long? Like, why is everything on TV this bad? <laughs> um, yes. It's like, if there's so much, if there's so much competition and so many people mm-hmm. who want to opt in to this particular industry, then you would you would mm-hmm. think we'd be having like the golden age of television and movies all the time, all because the time. it would like because yeah, and that like nothing 
Yeah, it's so true. But instead, weirdly, there's like quite a lot of space for garbage. Yeah, and like, I, don't get me wrong. I watch plenty of garbage and there's a lot of garbage I really enjoy. Of course. Like, I'm not saying I yeah. need everything everything to be highbrow, everything right. to be award-winning. But, but. <laughs> I, I am curious about how stuff like this gets through. I know. Like, gets uh, all the stages that you know. I don't even know all the stages necessarily. But, like, all the stages I imagine something gets to before it is even being filmed. Right. Even before the right. cameras arrive. Right. All the steps of approvals that happen. Indeed. And I mean. And they, they did that. And then they filmed it. And then they aired right, it. Right. Right. <laughs> there are so many opportunities where it's like, oh, we thought that if we made it, maybe we thought it was going to turn out better or differently Be something or different. something. But right. then we made it. And then we still were like, mm, I don't know. We could have sure. just said, well, we won't air this because it turn- it didn't turn out. Like, yeah. But it's like, nope. And then we put it out there yeah. for the world to see um, in perpetuity. And then you had to watch yeah. it. Um, right. And I mean, I guess all we can say is like, because I didn't re- keep revisiting this, but this is perhaps why things like this exist, is because all throughout this particular episode, the shirtless executive, they kept... Re- returning to his boardroom where he was like increasingly shirtless and increasingly doing like weird stuff in the boardroom. So I think that the final scene we see of him is like when the host, just before the host becomes a zombie, he's like speaking on the phone to the shirtless executive who is getting like liposuction done at the board meeting. Like... And I was just like, I mean, that is kind of oh funny. I, I kind of maybe didn't clock all that, but that's pretty yeah. funny. So, well, maybe that's exactly it. I think you've maybe hit, like answered our own question there because I think at the end of the day, like every other stupid industry, it comes down to money. If you have money to back your project, sure. if you have producers who are like, sure, whatever the fuck, then it's going to get made. If you don't have that, right. Yeah. You're dead in the water, even if your thing is brilliant. Oh, for sure. Now, speaking of brilliance, let's turn our attention to yawns (laughs) and eye rolls for this uh, piece of content that we watched. Um, I don't even know why. I don't even know if I can call it a TV show. I'm just going to call it like a piece of content. Um, (laughs) Like one 48-minute piece of content. That's what this was. Um, So for yawns, one yawn is like dazzling. I was so engaged. And oh. 10 yawns yeah. is like woof, no. Um, yeah. what would you give this? Yeah, it this was a rough one for me because like even though a lot of the stuff we described in this like sounds fun and exciting in a way. I think our like, description really so was a lot better than watching the show. I agree because I was bored. Even though it was crazy, I was also bored. Like I was confused, bored. I even texted you. I think lots of yawns. Yes, you did. So you absolutely did. I, <laughs> I think I would say like eight or nine. Like I was pretty bored, even though it was wild. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so but wait, did you actually give it a score? Yeah, yeah, eight, eight or, or nine. nine. I, I okay. Somewhere in there. Um, as for me, this is tough because I wasn't bored. 
I was very confused. Um, <laughs> so maybe I'll give it a five because I'm not sure what I was. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say yeah. five. Um, in fair. terms of eye rolls, maybe this will be a place where I know what's Uh-oh. happening. Um, one eye roll is like, nah, I get it. This is a whole world that's been built and I totally get it. Um, and 10 eye rolls is like, uh, just, I, I don't even know what I've seen. Um, what would you give it? Yeah. So based on that scale, if somebody ever watched this episode and gave this a one <laughs> like the person who created it I would be worried about you <laughs> like I would be concerned yeah. um I'm gonna go ba- again based on that specific scale a full-blown 10. yeah I did not know what was happening I did not know what I was watching I didn't understand the world and the um, world was earth we only watched one episode the world so. was earth yeah and I didn't get it <laughs> And I didn't get it. And I also, because I didn't fully understand the show as a whole, I was missing what some, I knew, obviously there was like robots, but I was sort of missing the sci-fi piece of it because I was not understanding the ship yeah. part and that yeah. whole deal. But yeah, 10. I, I, I did not understand. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go full 10 as well. Um and I guess I think we've talked about this before and it's the it's a tough thing to like be campy and to do camp yeah. and like to have that work. It's actually harder than one might imagine to actually do that. Oh yeah. Um and I think actually one of yeah. the things to me is like I almost think that you like I don't think you can really go out intentionally and do camp. I think Camp like finds yes. you um, after yes, the fact, kind of. And I think it's, and I think it's better suited to certain genres. Yeah. I'm not sure if campy. I guess campy in sci-fi can yeah. be okay. I prefer campy in a horror sure. genre. I prefer it in other genres. I think because I guess because sci-fi is kind of weird by itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you add a lot of camp, camp it's like it gets overboard too yeah. fast. I mean, it does maybe. It is a know. genre that lends itself to campiness because I it's so. exaggerated and heightened and all these things. But um yeah. but like and I mean, I think the thing here that I thought probably was the weirdest of all and that's really saying something is I kept being like, why is there so much like so many sex jokes? Like that I really was like, I don't get, this is like a weirdly horny show and I'm not I think getting it. Different, like, yeah, I do think that the early 2000s was like just a horny time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, <laughs> but like I do, yes. I've, when I rewatch shows that I used to watch too that are not nearly as horny as probably this particular thing. I still am like shocked by the number of sex jokes. Maybe they're not as graphic, but I do feel like, well, I guess my, I might say, and maybe now still too. No, see what I was going to say. And I think we've, we've absolutely talked about this before. I feel like maybe the whole thing is like, now we're in this phase where it's like, everything is serious 
everything is gritty, everything mm. is reality, mm. like everything is like very like grind you down kind of thing. And so it's almost <laughs> mm-hmm. sexless in some ways. Like mm-hmm. like even mm-hmm. shows that talk about sex quite graphically or candidly, like um what's that show that I've never watched but has a lot of kids having sex? Euphoria. Um oh, like yeah. From my understanding of how that show works, there's a lot of sex and, like, sex acts and, like, things happening. But it's, like, actually quite depressing. Like, you're not happy about it. Like, um... (laughs) (laughs) It's not light and casual sex. Yeah, No, no, no. I I do... I think that... I think maybe that you're right. That is the difference. Because in the, like, 90s, early 2000s, sex was, like light and goofy if that makes sometimes. sense sometimes now there is yeah a sometimes in TV yeah anyway. like there was I, yeah, I guess yeah, it's yeah. more because I think about this when we talk about like when we talk about the erotic thrillers or just like different genres that were more around in the 90s and early 2000s and like I know like how did this get made talks about this a lot as well like I think there was just maybe more of a range of things like sex could be goofy yeah. sex could be serious sex could be this you know like um, and so this yeah. this episode had that some of that happening, and I guess because yeah. I'm so not used to seeing any of that anymore to speak of, um, yeah. that then it really stands out in this. Like, well, and also of that of that time, the the lens <laughs> with which a sex joke is oh told, for sure has changed as well. Very yeah, different yeah, yeah, now. absolutely. <laughs> um, so f- finally. Did you like this, and would you recommend it? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I would not. It is easily accessible on Amazon Indeed. Prime. So, like, I'm not going to tell someone not to do something sure. with their right. life if they want to do it. But I would say I strongly don't think Oh, man. Um, yeah. You make your own choices, but, like... This is a bad choice. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. I did not like this. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, that being said, I am curious, and maybe someday, when I really don't have anything else oh, to no. watch, I might go back and watch those opening TV movie ones just... Like maybe the Tim Curry one, I'd see to see maybe. what that is like. Um, yeah, you let me know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I will not be. No, doing that. and I, I, I certainly won't be. This would be very much on my own time. I know that. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that would be a me spending ninety minutes. That is a yeah. you and you alone. Yeah. Thing. Oh, oh God! Like there's nothing more alone that you would have to be. <laughs> To watch this show, like if like <laughs> watching Lex is like this must be done alone, 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 alone. Like although although I will say like I could have used another touch point to be like, am I crazy? Sure. Have yeah. I lost my mind right yeah. now? Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe it's the opposite. Maybe but I know what you're a saying. show like this does need to be watched in company so that. You both can laugh at it or something. I don't know. Um, Maybe. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's one. It's weird. I know what you're saying though, because it's also like embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, this is actively an embarrassing thing that we've watched, and and that I I will say like we've done so many different things. We've engaged in so much material, and I can't say I've ever felt actively embarrassed to ha- for having watched something the way I've felt about this. So that's nice that we can still have new experiences. Um, yeah. in our lives through this show. Uh, so that's a that's a whomping no and no from both of us. We do not recommend. We do yeah. not like. Um, there, there are many a show that we've identified as being a free thing on Amazon or similar. There's so much content you can watch. Yeah, this is not just, what I would spend my time yeah, on if I were just you. Just don't do it. We can't tell you more plainly than that just don't do it um well even so i would say i've had a good day today this has been a success in terms of the chatting um so thank you so much uh i am sarah and i'm here with amy and we will see you next week in space thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of see you next week in space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.